On this week's episode of Real Estate Success, The Whistleway Podcast, I am joined by one of our most veteran agents, Jared Norris. He's been with the company for over 10 years, and he goes through the three most common mistakes he sees agents make on our team and just in real estate in general, whether it be a brand new agent or an experienced agent. Three things that he he's either done himself and or seen agents make over and over. This is a can't miss episode. Stay tuned for this week's episode of the podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Success, The Whistleway Podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi, the Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group, and I am joined by one of our most veteran agents on the team, if not the most, Jared Norris. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you, buddy. All right, uh, good seeing you. Jared has been on this team longer than I have. Jared, you've been here over 10 years. I'm coming up on my nine year. Um, are there any agents on your team on the team here that have been here longer than you? Steve Winter. Steve Winter, that's right. Um, so Jared has been here a long time. He has seen the massive changes and growth that we've had here at Whistle from process to policy to uh, systems to people to offices. Literally everything is almost different than when you started 10 years ago. Um, and what I asked him on the podcast today because I wanted him to give us some very specific tips on how to get business in, not only in any market, but in this market specifically, and some mistakes that real estate agents make that uh, he's made, that he's seen agents that are still on the team or that have failed off the team make over and over, and maybe that's why they're not on the team. So he's got three really specific mistakes that we're going to go through today. Um, as we get into it, if you like this, if you want more like this, go to thewhistleway.com. On there, you have inf we have information about how to join our Facebook group, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, join our referral network. As people leave Southern California, we need somewhere to send them. You can join our monthly newsletter. You can learn about our social media challenge, and you can learn about the step-by-step -step process that Kyle and I use to create videos for our business. We've been doing it for nine years now. We have all that information on thewhistleway.com. I think I covered all of it. Jared, you've been Let's here for a minute. It. Yep. And you've been from, I think you started as an ISA on the team. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've seen good years. You've seen bad years. Uh, this is probably one of the more difficult years you've seen in real estate. Would you agree? Uh, yes and no. Okay. And we can kind of get into that. We don't, we don't need to get into that. Long <laughs> it story can short. Be. I mean, for, as, as, a, as a market, yes. Yeah. Um, but... If you know how to negotiate and you know how to sell, that's where it becomes important. Yeah. And so let's get into the kind of these tips. The The first one I want to get into is, I, I really liked how you said this because this is so, so true. As technology advances, as we all look for more leverage, we look for more uh, ways to do more with our time. Usually uh, the first step we go to is, okay, how do we automate some things like communication and being around in this industry and, and in the marketing side, I get asked probably weekly, how can we do mass texting? Uh, Jesse from Call Action, who we love, probably gets asked about 20 times a day about mass texting. And I don't even want to talk about this mass texting, but I want you, you said it's something really interesting to me before we started is texting doesn't replace a phone call. And I can text 100 people in, in 10 minutes, but I can't have 100 phone calls. Tell me more about what you mean by texting doesn't replace a phone call. Yeah, so texting is is a great tool to get a message across um, real quickly and real briefly. Um, but it does lack that personal touch. Uh, and when I say 
just make sure to reach out to your your clients as well. They want to hear what you have to say, whether it be updates in, in a text message should not replace that. Uh, you know, I gave a story to you about one time I had a client. I literally texted him. I will look back every day for several weeks. And the house wasn't selling. This was a couple of years back. And I'd give them updates and tell them what things I was doing and to the house. And they were upset by the end of it, you know, a couple of weeks or a month later and saying they felt I wasn't communicative enough and I wasn't communicating. I was like, what do you mean I'm texting? But they really, when it came down to it, I'm talking to them, they wanted a phone call. Yeah. So it was important that don't think that just because you're texting them, that that actually counts as a phone call. You need to be talking to them um, at least once a week, if not twice a week. And the other thing too is Kyle always taught me is make sure that if they reach out to you for an update before you reached out to them, you messed up. Yeah. So like I had a client today, uh, we're waiting on some negotiating and I wanted to make sure that I did not, she did not text me first asking for the update. So I needed to make sure I either called her or text her. She doesn't answer. She's one that can't take calls because she's always in meetings. Um, but being the first one to say, hey, here's the update. And like Kyle always said, is no update is still an update. You can update someone and tell them, hey, there is no update, which was what it was this morning. Hey, I reached out to the agent there. They said they would talk to the seller. They said they'd have an answer by the end of the day, but we're still at the same situation we're at. Just wanted to give you a heads up that I'm on top of it. And that's what you wanted to hear. So I, I love that. I don't know why I went on this rant about mass texting because it has nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. um, but it, texting is important. Uh, it's great. It's a, it's a way of communication. But I think a lot of agents, especially agents that have been newer into the business, think all I have to do is text. And that's obviously not true. Um, Kyle knows the specific numbers. I'm not interested in looking it up. But Moravian's model talks about communication. And I think it's something like 7% of how we communicate is with the actual words we use. Mm -hmm. So when we do a text message, it's only words, right? And then it's body language and tone of voice makes up for the other 93%. Mm -hmm. So to really communicate effectively, phone calls are a necessity. Now, that's not to say never text someone. You can Correct. do, you know, uh, a text, hey, we're confirmed for 4 p.m. You don't need a phone call. And be like, right, that, that doesn't necessarily need it. But if you're trying to make meaningful updates, if you're trying to give good news, bad news, no news, um, good news or bad news, really having a, a phone call communication is how you deepen that relationship. That's how you get to know people and how you get to like people. Mm -hmm. Very few people I think are like, wow, we're best friends. We, I've texted them before. Right. Right. And so I, I love that you said that. I love that you said, and I think you were referring to specifically sellers. You want to talk to them at least once, if not two or more times per week. Um, obviously I think with buyers, you're typically connecting with them a little bit more often. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I want to add as a caveat here to not dismiss what you said, because that what you said is still extremely valuable. We need to make phone calls. I also think it's important to pay attention to the method of communication that your, your clients are using. So if they're always emailing you and you get the email and you call them every single time, there's a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. So yes, you have to make phone calls. What I want to be very clear is do not be like, Brian and Jared say you got to make phone calls. I will only call people from here on out. You've got to have a mix, but you can't exclude phone calls. Right. Especially when it's bad news. And sometimes you, but you also got to understand it's like, I have a client right now. She's a lawyer and she is in court. She's on Zoom calls. She's in de de depositions. 
and she can't take calls, right? Mm -hmm. So I will text her, hey, when is a good time to talk? And mm -hmm. she also, I think, appreciates that. So she knows, hey, today after four, or hey, I'm in court till three, we can call after that. And then I'll make an appointment to call her at that point. So I love that. And I think we see this. Would you agree that this is most prevalent with agents getting into the business newer, that they avoid the phone at almost all costs in terms of phone calls? I think it, it's something that can span no matter if you're newer or older, because I think if you've been in the business and you're more seasoned, you get you just kind of get in this rhythm and you're also busier. Yeah. Right? So people think because I'm busy, I don't have the time to talk to them. Like I'll just text them instead. And I think that's a mistake mm -hmm. um, because they're wrapped up in their, in their business. Good call. I love that. I, and I think that's, and thanks for, for not pushing back, but, but showing that perspective on, on length of time doesn't matter uh, how long you've been in the business. I think it's, it's very easy to put that on the back burner. And I think if, if I said, Hey, I have groundbreaking news you have to pick up the phone and call your clients no one would be like i've never heard of that before right. but if, if you truly look back and what your activities show are you actually calling your clients are you actually picking up the phone and calling your hot leads your warm leads your cold leads are you actually picking up the phone and calling your sphere like are you having those conversations with your people i think if you look back and do an audit and say yes i am are you doing it as good as you should? Are you doing it for the business that you want to build, not for the business you have? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I love that as, as let's take a good, honest look. Moving into the next mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, Jared, Jared is amazing at sharing stories. And I love this about you. And I love that you're being vulnerable and saying, hey, I just had a mess up where I did this two years ago. And this next one, you told me, hey, I just messed up on this one as well, you know, the last year well, or so. Well, it's been 10 years. You, you've messed up before. <laughs> um, so, Jared, tell me another mistake that you see agents make that you've you felt the gut punch as well, especially when it comes to, like, your sphere or your past clients. Right. So what I was mentioning, too, as well, is if you get a client, whether via your sphere, uh, referral, that, that, in that avenue, which is one of our number one ways we have our business is don't take for granted those people as clients. Um, you know, it's easy to go, oh, it's my family member. I can, you know, half-ass this listing or it's a past client. I can half-ass this listing appointment. And it's easy for them to feel like, because you also got at the end of the day, they're putting their trust into you. And sometimes if you're a newer agent, they know you're newer. And they go, hey, I'm going to help you. But they're already, they're already going to be reluctant a bit because they know you're newer. But, just, but because you're, you're their family member or their friend, it's easy to, you know, slip up and not give 110%. And yeah. you never want to do that. I think people get, um, they're nervous in some sort of way, not necessarily negative nervous energy. But when you're meeting someone that you've never met before and you're going to go present, you're going to sell, you're going to put on your best foot forward, you're going to show up early, you're going to do all the things. When you have, and, and you're going to present like the, the rock star you are, right? When it comes to your friends, your family, you go, oh, you know, I'll just catch them at dinner or I'm going to see them at the barbecue or, or yeah, they asked me over for a listing appointment, but they know I'm always late. So it's fine if I show right. up late and I come in flip flops. Or you forget to put it in your calendar because you're like, yep. oh, it's my friend. I'm not going to forget that. You don't put it in your calendar. And yeah. Like and then, and then you meet with someone and think about if this was your friend and they, they're trying to help you with 
whatever, HVAC, and they show up late and they're, they're, they're running to a next appointment and you're like, I'm not going to give you 10 grand. You didn't even bother to show up. Like they're comparing you to the other options they have in the market. Now you get a foot, uh, the, the first foot in, you get your foot in the door because they know you, but they're still, make no mistake that they're comparing you to what else is out there. Right. You still got to be that professional and even more so, right? Because you're going to have that other person that's done this a million times that could come in and wow them. You can't just come in here, crack a beer open and expect them to give you 10, 20, 30 grand to do this business. Uh, and the the story I told you about is a past client. We met up for a beer and we had a good conversation about, you know, selling the house and what it would take to sell his house. And I admit, I must, and then all of a sudden it come down to it and he went with someone else. And I look back and I kind of half-assed the listing appointment because, you know, in my head, I just had it, right? It was a past client. We had a good relationship and didn't get the, didn't get the business. And, you know, you, you learn like, hey, I'm going to make sure that it doesn't matter if you're my dad or it doesn't matter if you're a past client or a referral from, you know, a, a friend that I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do it. I'm going to treat you as if I have no relation to you whatsoever and make sure and probably more so, right? You almost got to account for that. You really got to make sure that you're going above and beyond for those people. And what I love about that is I, I wrote down, earn the business from your sphere. Don't take it for granted. Right. And so Again, even if you have asset, they give you the, the they, they sign with you, whether buyer or seller. And even if you half asset the whole way through and you get them done, you could still be cool with them. Right. But they're not going to, they're not going to become your raving fan. Right. 100%. But if you go 110% and you say, this is, this can be an A plus client. This, this person can send me referrals. They already like me. Now I just got to prove to them, right? We always talk about no like, and trust. They already know you. They already like you. That's why you're friends. They may not trust you yet in terms of real estate. You may be a newer agent or they just haven't had experience. They don't, they don't know about you. But once you earn that trust, that takes someone from your sphere, a friend, a, a neighbor, a family member from like, oh, yeah, my, my cousin does that to right. like, I've got a dope real estate agent. Well, I'll do you one better. Okay, is, well, not me. That's fine. Yeah, no, like just <laughs> to play off that, though, like give them something to, I guess that goes into this, tell a story about, right? You can fumble through and close a deal and they'll just be like, all right, yeah, you close the deal. But if you give them, them some substance to be like, hey, you got to use Jared. He, you know, he made the, the whole transaction extremely smooth, but he negotiated 50 grand off of us. Or, hey, you got to use Jared because he was able to get our offer accepted under asking or when there was multiple offers and we weren't in the highest offer. Or use Jared because... They have a moving truck that they can use and it made, and he put me in touch with the moving company and it was so easy, right? Like just because you close a deal, you don't want to be like, oh, he can help you buy a home, Yeah. right? Give them something. And that's where I mean that extra, that 110%, like you got to really stand out. Yeah. That's, that's how, and that's how you take your fan. sphere from just being people, you know, to, to your, raven your, your, your Raven fan, to your, to your marketing arm. Like, I, I love that. So first mistake a lot of agents make is uh, they text over, over make phone calls. Mm -hmm. they, they, they feel that suffices. And, and again, not new agents. This goes and waves your right. business. When this happened to you, it was not your first or second or third year. But we see also newer agents because if you're younger, or like a lot of newer agents are younger and they rely on text. And mm -hmm. so it's just quick to know like, 
hey, just because you text all your friends doesn't mean your clients want to be texted as well. Mm -hmm. um, the second mistake uh, is is taking your, your sphere or referrals for granted. You think you already have it in the bag. You don't give it your full effort. And that will transition in. I mean, I've done it too in my photography business where someone connected with me. I'm like, oh, I've already got this. You just kind of send the contract over via email and you're like, just sign it. And they sign it and you're like, wow, that was easy. Right? Like sometimes they sign it and sometimes they don't. Right. Um, and then utilize them to, to help promote you. And then again, we're seeing this a lot in real estate now and I think we'll continue to see it. Um, what's your third piece of advice for agents that, that are struggling now. Um. Well, I was asked this uh, after our, one of our, our, you know, our company parties the other day. It was one of the newer guys came up to me like, hey, Jared, you've been in this business for so long. You're one of the top guys. How do you do it? Like, how are you getting these leads? And the biggest thing is, is don't give up. You, you're going to, you have to push through it. Um, you're going to see the ups and downs. I've seen several ups and downs, and I'm still here because you have to, be able to weather the storm. Anyone can sell when it's easy. Uh, and and that's what I kind of alluded to at the very beginning of this podcast is this is actually one of my best years um, I've had because I there's more to it than just putting a sign in the yard. And if you can muster through that, then that's how you make it in this business. Um, it's not going to come easy. No one. That's why we have such a high failure rate in this industry is because people just give up too soon, I think, and don't push through those bad times and figure it out. You have to be able to figure it out. I was talking with one of our agents, or actually one of our past agents, um, and we were talking about things, and it's funny when you, when you, when you see people like Elon Musk or, or Bezos or whatever, like absolutely crushing it, right? I'm talking about billionaires here, but they didn't win once. Like they failed a thousand times, mm -hmm. And one once, and Elon, you can say maybe twice. I don't know if X is a win yet or not, uh, but Tesla and the spaceship thing is kind of cool. Yeah, SpaceX. Um, SpaceX. So I think the other way to look at it is don't get discouraged. You look at a lot of industries, right? Uh, venture capitalists, right? They're investing in thousands of companies hoping to get an Uber. They're like, hey, 900 lost, but I got an Uber, I won, right? And so keep pushing through it, don't get discouraged. If you get hung up on, like, that's fine. Move to the next one. That's one thing that I've learned here is there's there's going to be a next opportunity. Uh, depending on how hard you work it, it might take a little longer. But it's not, oh, I did this. I failed. Can't do it again. Don't get discouraged. Keep pushing through it. Uh, and and lean on, lean on each other. How would you recommend going about building a, a network of, of people that you can kind of work with so that way if, when you're down and you want to give up, that you could uh, get pushed through that. It's really just putting yourself out there. Um, you got to find what your your niche is and just and network accordingly. Um, you can't just sit at home and expect the business to come to you. You don't see companies making sales without any advertising whatsoever, putting themselves out there. Right. They're always they have to do something. Any successful company is advertising. And still, like you can look at, you know, Ford, Chevy, like they people know what a Ford is, but they still have Ford commercials. Apple. Apple. Apple's <laughs> very big. They still have Apple commercials. Yeah. Right. But so you gotta still put yourself out there, regardless of 
if you're newer or you're seasoned. But the newer people, you've got to blast, you know, it out there as well. And just, again, keep pushing through it. But just make it known that this is what you do. Yeah, I love that. Very cool. Uh, that reminded me of something that we hear all the time. And I, I, I like this because it's a, it's a little play on word. But we talk about real estate being a contact sport. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not actually. Now, part of that is you actually need to get belly to belly with people. Don't tackle them, please. But you actually need to get in front of people. But also, it, it's talking about picking up the phone and contacting your people, contacting your sphere, contacting your, your leads. you got to contact people mm-hmm. if you want to move forward. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is find other agents that are in the industry, agents or lenders or, or people in this industry, uh, other vendors. Maybe it's title. Maybe it's escrow people that you can connect with and and. and and maybe brainstorm and, and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. I think our team does a really good job of this in a couple different ways of team events or breaking out into smaller groups and saying, how do I get from here to there and, and utilizing either a team or other agents that you work with, whatever it is, you don't have to join a team per se, even though I think we're big proponents saying that you've been on a team for 10 years, yeah. um, but work with other agents. So that way, when you get down and you go, dude, I had three open houses and not a single person showed up. Someone can say, do this, 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 right? Yeah. So I think that, I think, I think that not giving up has kind of a couple, has billions of avenues really. Right. But one is, all right, don't give up and, and, and sit down and cry about it, but actually go and push forward and you lost that opportunity, get the next one, right? right? And also surround yourself with, with like-minded individuals so that way when you're down, they can be like, that's all right, you'll get another crack at it right. or try it, you know. And that's one thing I think you do really great at is helping coach our agents through, oh, I didn't do this. All right, well, do this and this and this. I mean, one of the the coolest part about our industry and one of the most stressful part about our industry at the exact same time is that you can wake up one day being like, how the F am I going to pay my bills to literally two hours later being like, oh, I can, man, I just got three appointments and I can make thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 if I can close these deals. It could switch like that, you know what I mean? And it's so cool that that can happen, but also very stressful, right? Because that can also flip-flop the other day. But know that, again, that comes and gives that push through it because, you know, you guys have you guys have talked about that. Like, you know, just got to digging for diamonds. You just got to keep going, and it's right there. You just got to keep pushing through it. I love that, Jared. Is there anything else that you see – as we've been talking about this, I gave you about like 30 seconds to notice before this podcast. <laughs> so I know we've been thinking Thanks. about it for years. Uh, is there anything else that you can think off the top of your head? You're talking to agents right now. Anything else that you're like, this is going to help you in your business. This has helped me in my business. This is what the, the, the dial to turn. Anything like that come to mind? Um, you know, not specifically, I think the other, you know, other good tips I always tell people is just find what you're good at and just go for it. You know, you've talked to some people that love open houses and then do open houses. But you talk to other people that love door knocking, then do door knocking. And we've always been a big pro- uh, proponent of this is, hey, if you don't, you have to make your calls, right? You're, you're, no one's going to not make your calls. But some people love making calls. We have agent in Evan Wagley who loves circle dialing and he's great at circle dialing. And then you got Jeremy who loves door knocking. And then does the door knocking side of it. So you just got to find out what you, and you just got to go all in. But one other thing. Find out what you like and don't be afraid to invest into that one side yeah. and just do it. One other thing that I think you do really well that I think a lot of people don't, I think a majority can, can learn from you is 
taking what you really like and turning those into business opportunities. So I've known you for a long time. You did a kickball league for years um, and you made business opportunities from the kickball league. Now you're doing it because you, you weren't like, hmm, I want to make business. Let me join it. Like you're not doing yeah. that, right? Uh, now you're doing it with cornhole. I know people do it really well with church. Please don't go to church to get business. Please go to church because I don't care what you do. Do whatever you want, I guess. But uh, don't hear. I don't want. I don't. What I don't want you to do is hear me say, "Oh, church is a good place to get business." I'll do it for that, anyways. No. Um, but take what you love, and don't. I think a lot of people say, "Oh, this is what I do for me." I'm going to put that in a, a corner, and that stays separate. You can integrate your life together to where that helps with this and this helps with that and it grows together. So I think you do a really great, great job with that. Cool. Yeah. Before we get into our Whistle Widget of the Week, if you found this valuable, if there was a nugget in here, leave it in the comments. I'd love for you to, I'd love to hear on YouTube what you heard about this and go, oh, that was, that was my big takeaway. I would love to hear that. Also, if you found value, share it with someone that you think can help and also write a review. Go to your favorite podcast platform, whatever you're listening to this on. Go ahead and write us a review. Just like your clients write you reviews, it gives you that endorphin rush, that high, and it helps other clients find you. The same thing happens with us. When we see those reviews come in, it makes us feel good. It makes us feel like we're actually doing something worthwhile, and it helps other people, other real estate professionals, find the podcast to help them with their business. Also, if you want more information, go to thewhistleway.com. We've got our Facebook, YouTube, all sorts of stuff on there. Um... We, we're literally putting out something almost every single day between all of our platforms. So uh, I would love for you to join that, dive in deeper, and get to build a relationship with us on a more uh, personal level. Before we go into last thing before we go into Widget of the Week, Jared, if someone is hearing this and goes, cool, I like you a lot, Jared. I have a question on this that you said, or I want to dive deeper, or uh, I just want to be, uh, you know, have you as a referral partner here in San Diego, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, just email me at jared at whistlerealty.com. That's spelled J-A-R-R-O-D uh, at whistlerealty.com or my phone number is 619-206-8156. Very cool. So our whistle widget of the week, this is something that we use in our life, in our business, saves us time, makes us money, or just helps us have a little more fun. Jared, what do you have for us? So I got a call from, uh, it's funny, when you brought this up, I was like, this is going to be a great widget. I want to tell Kyle. <laughs> and it's funny, like, I had this widget, and I was like, oh, Kyle should use this. And then you asked me to do this podcast. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to use it. <laughs> so I got, we got dropped by your insurance company being in California, uh, no shocker there, and had to find a new insurance company. And because they were leaving California. Well, farmers said they would, but they said, farmers said, we'll insure you, but you have to get a whole house water monitoring system installed on your water line. I was like, what is that? And the, the agent was like, honestly, this just happened as of a week ago. They're starting this whole thing. And I called people that are plumbers. They're like, what is that? And I was like, so I started researching. And it's a piece that I bought. And there's a couple main companies, but Moen is one of them. And it installed on my main water line going into my house. And it's done via Wi, like it's just a Wi-Fi. And it basically tracks your usage of your water in real time. And what it will do is if it finds an abnormality in it and something weird, it shuts off your water. So if you are getting a leak, it will send you an alert on your phone and then it will just shut off your water. And if for some reason there's something weird because your sprinklers went off on an unusual time, you can turn it back on and that kind of thing. But now I have an app on my phone that tracks literally 
gallons every day on how much water we've used and we can, you know, A, it saves us because it's a little more in your face on how much water you're using, but B, it's allowing me to get my homeowner's insurance and C, but they even said that if it wasn't allowed, a lot of homeowner's insurance companies are giving discounts um, if you have that installed. So if they're not requiring it, you can still get it. It's actually really nice because then if you leave out of town, you can actually turn off your water remotely. And then that way you don't have to worry about, you know, a pipe bursting or something because two houses down just couple, like a month ago, they had a whole leak and they're all got flooded under their house. And they had no idea. Um, so you can turn off your water remotely. You can have it set up for alarms. There's even pieces that you can buy that plug in under your sink. So any more direct contact that will send a signal to it huh. and we'll turn off your water. How, did you have to have someone install that or did you do it yourself? So I did not do it install. My, I did not install it myself. It seemed it's relatively easy, but you have to like cut your main line water and this and that. I didn't no want to deal with that. Yeah. So you can get a plumber. Um, the piece was 400 bucks. I found ones that were like 350 um, as cheap as other companies. Kohler has one that's 350 um, And then I had a plumber do it. The cost, I think, was $500 for the install. Okay. So I'm in it for about a thousand bucks or less total. But, you yeah. know, when you, A, allows me to get homeowner's insurance and B, it can save me a lot of money in the long run. And C, if they're not requiring it, could save you some money already per month on your homeowner's insurance. That's cool. That's something I've never heard of. Uh, I appreciate you experiencing and sharing that. Yeah. That's one of our core values. Yeah. Uh, mine is not nearly as cool. Uh, I have not used it yet, but I've, I saw some, some average or some, I saw a TikTok about it and I thought this guy was out of his mind, but as he showed the whole thing, it was really cool. He was like, you don't need Spotify anymore. I'm like, I love Spotify. What are you talking about? And he's like, you could replace it with YouTube. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to like watch YouTube stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's I'm like, you pay the 16 or 20 bucks a month or whatever. And it's just ads free. That's what I thought it was. Well, apparently they have built either they didn't advertise it well, or I never heard it, but they built a Spotify competitor within YouTube that has where you can have make playlists and all these lists of songs. Mm. It's not just like royalty free music. It's not like you go to YouTube and play a video. It's actually like, like a Spotify for like three bucks more per month than Spotify premium is. And now you get ad free, which at my house, every time an ad comes on, my three-year-old Elliot will go, uh Oh, and then we don't do anything. Uh Oh, he just gets louder and louder. It's pretty funny. Um, but it's, it's a whole Spotify competitor within YouTube. So one, what is it called YouTube? Yeah. It's, it, I think it's like, like YouTube music or something. Okay, it's YouTube music. Um, so one, if you're already paying for it, I know Kyle pays for it, check it out, see if you like it. And two, if you're paying for Spotify and it like, see if you can replace it. Mm -hmm. Something I'm going to look into. Okay. So that's my widget this week. I think it's, I don't know exactly what it's called. I should have figured it out, but I think it's YouTube. If you Google it, you'll figure it out. Yeah. The, the piece just, uh, cause I didn't mention was by Moen. It's called the, the piece is called flow. So it's Moen flow. Okay. Um, is the, is the that's actual, funny. yeah, that's funny. I was like, I told my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, I found this, like, yeah, I got down to the flow app and she was like, is that tracking my cycle? And I was like, no, <laughs> I always think progressive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next week.